Today's a little different as the guys are going to come forward and begin taking up um, tithes and offerings in a minute. Uh, I had, uh, had made plans with uh, Pat Hill, who is one of our missionaries, um, to, to meet with him yesterday and to, uh, to just kind of spend some time together chatting. Um, and as I was coming in to meet him, I thought to myself, well, we should get Pat up here. Like, he should do call to worship or communion meditation or something like that. Just thinking about that. And, and then he started talking. And I was like, whoa, you are, like, speaking the word of the Lord to me. Like, you are saying really amazing things. And I said, you want to preach tomorrow? And he looked at me with this, like, deer in the headlights look. <laughs> and, uh, and he, ke- and he kind of, like, sh- pushed it off. But he kept saying good things, right? And so I was like, dude, you've got to preach this tomorrow. So the moral of this story is if you come to my office and say good things, chances are good you will preach that Sunday. <laughs> Um, because today Pat Hill is going to share, um, and I'm very excited, I honestly, I believe uh, that he has something for us today, so I'm really excited to hear from him. I'm going to brag about him for just a second, because some of you guys are newer and you don't know who he is and what he does, but who he is is an amazing guy who is a, um, a, a, a great heart and love for God, and that has driven him, taken him, called him into ministry up uh, in Traverse City, where he, where he serves as a campus minister. And so one of the amazing things about our lives is that many of you work jobs that are, are difficult and time-consuming, and you're having children, and your lives are just busy. And so if I said to you, name the, the, the top five non-Christians you know, you might not be able to name anybody, right? And, that, and that's understandable, right? Because we don't necessarily rub shoulders and have those kind of conversations. And so we pay Pat Hill to do that. If you ask him... Tell me the first top five non-Christians you know, he'll give them to you, right? He is doing that work um, that we are not able to do to bring the gospel to people who don't hear it normally or have not heard it before or need that encouragement. And so very proud that he is somebody that we support. And I want to welcome him to deliver to us. You applaud or something. I don't know. Like you make him feel some love. Deliver to us the word of the Lord. We appreciate it. Thank you. I know you didn't want that, so let me get rid of that. Yeah, good. Uh, well, hopefully, am I, I think I'm on. I think I turned it on. Uh, we don't use a lot of technology up there because mostly we're in the north. Um, but, uh, no, really, I just, it doesn't usually make sense. Uh, when you're talking to, like, ten people, it doesn't make sense to have a mic. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so, anywho, um, yeah, my name is Pat. I... Uh, if anything, he just made me more nervous. Uh, but uh, yeah, I get to serve up in uh, Traverse City, um, which hopefully you've been there. If you haven't, you should be there because um, just not between about July and August because that's just not, it's nice, but it's not worth it. Uh, um, but, uh, oh, receipt, that's a good thing. Um, so, anywho, uh, yeah, I don't, I, I hope I can live up to what he says. And, and you know what? Can we pray? I, I just really need, think we need to pray here. Um, I need to pray here anyway. Uh, dear God, I just, I don't know if my ramblings are going to make any sense to these folks. Um, but you know what? It's not about me. Uh, God, if, if anything happens this morning, it, it's going to be you. Um, that's what you've been teaching me. That's what you... Um, have kind of made the motto of my life these, these last months and, and weeks. And I just, I hope this morning uh, that you just would be made known. Um, I, I, I hope, I pray this morning that you, uh, that I would see you, that, that, that my friends here, my family, 
uh, here um, would see you um, and not uh, this scrappy guy in a blue shirt that seems, yeah. Um, God, thank you uh, because uh, no matter what comes out of my mouth, you're still, you can still work with it. Um, thank you, Lord. Let us see you this morning. In your name, amen. Um, are you a good Christian? Really, just, are you a good Christian? I don't know if that's ever, that question has ever uh, tootled through your mind. Um, but I kind of think of it pretty often. And maybe, maybe more for me, I, I think, I go maybe what you might consider like up the ante. Am I a good minister, right? Am I a good uh, evangelist? Am I a good, you know, fill in the blank with my job? And am I, maybe it's for you, am I, you know, it, it expands like as you grow older. Like am I a good husband? Am I a good um, servant? Am I a good uh, parent to my children? Am I, uh, am I good at maybe, for, I'm not there yet, but are you a good grandparent? Um, are you a good Christian grandparent, right? What, what does that even mean? Are you a good Christian? What does that mean? Um, well, let's break that down. What, uh, I just want to have a conversation with us this morning, and, and you may be like ready with your Bible and have it open and said, where, where, where's the scripture? Well, I hope, I hope you hear it in the midst of it. Um, but these are just the ramblings of, of a guy who's trying to figure out the same questions that you are. Um, and so the first question I've come to, is, you know, it's all about asking the right questions. It's amazing when you look at scripture, when you look at Jesus, um, he asked way more questions. <laughs> Uh, than most anybody that has ever stood on up here. Um, and, and so the first question I might ask is, is how are you in God? Um, how are you in God? Um, oh, and I don't know, uh, I can't remember, I don't, uh, they're hopefully going to hand out um, scraps of paper and some pencils or writing, and you can use your own writing pencil and own paper if you want, but just, I want to make sure we have some way of writing something down today, um, because the last thing I would like you to do, if anything good comes out of this mouth, uh, the last thing I want you to do is forget it when you walk through those doors. Um, so, uh, and there's something specific I want you to do with it, so leave at least a little room. Uh, but what, how, are you in, how are you in God? Well, you know, uh, every time I asked a student that, every time someone used to ask me that, I'd be like, well, you know, I didn't really read my Bible this week. I should really read my Bible more. I should, I didn't really pray, you know, I love them. And, you know, I prayed at dinner sometimes when my, when my son reminded us, who's one and a half, by the way. Uh, and, uh, and, and I go through those kinds of things, right? Oh, like, I went to church. Okay, good. I went to church this week. That's, that's good. But you know what? That means nothing or almost nothing. Um, how about these questions um, to answer that question? How have you changed in the last week, day, month, year, since you, became, since you, since you joined Jesus in the waters of baptism, since, since, you gave your life to Je- since you gave your life to him, what's changed? How has God challenged you? How has God grown you? What have you learned I, that, that's on almost every staff report I have to send to an executive director. I love it and I hate it. I love to ask it. I hate to answer it. Um, how, what have you learned? What has God been teaching you? Um, you know, when, 
And maybe this one is even a little bit more impactful. Um, And I want to give us just a minute to think about this. When was the last time you felt, you sensed, uh, I don't, other words in that realm, uh, the last time you felt loved by God? When was the last time you sensed that God actually loved you? You you tangibly uh, set that down. You you felt it. You're just like, whoa. It just clicked. And and the light came on. And you were like, God, like, I I get it. Um, When was the last time that happened for you? Um, That you experienced his grace. Uh, Well, how about I go first? I love this church, um, and to be clear, the building's kind of cool. I like architecture, and this thing's cool, but that's not what I'm talking about. Um, I love this church. I, I love um, having known many of you. I got to participate here for a number of years um, while, I was in a, while I was a student and then associate at Western, and um, it's good to come home for a visit. And so when have I felt loved by God? I, I felt loved by God when... Um, when I got um, asked to be uh, uh, a leader in our campus houses when I was a student, I felt loved when I came to Jesus, right? When I, when I, when I stood um, in, a, in a sanctuary and, and heard a message on divorce that just resonated with me, having come from that, that kind of origin, um, and it clicked. I felt loved... When uh, sitting at a table at a, at a picnic thing here at Oakland Drive outside, just behind the, the building here on a picnic table, um, when I sat across from uh, Rick and Jean Davison, um, and we just talked, and I had never met them before in my life. And uh, I think a couple weeks later, um, I was just starting to raise support for ministry, and, and a check popped up from them. I felt loved as uh, the Naughtons and um, the Dushes and the Higdens, and, and I'm probably missing other people, and, and just have opened their homes and opened their lives uh, for me to participate in them. For, for Carol uh, and Matt, when they were leading worship, to, in, to specifically move uh, the worship practice so that I could participate because they usually met on, did on Thursdays, and that's when I have our, our His House meetings. Um, and, and again and again through different members of, of your guys' support through different members of other support uh, through people that have through, in ways where God has uh, filled in a gap that was missing in, in, in my life uh, and maybe even more importantly more recently um, having a really bad day the, these last couple of years have not been uh, stellar in my life or ministry and um, having a really bad day feeling really discouraged and having my little girl um, as I was about in tears, come up to me, hug me, say, it's going to be okay, Daddy, I love you. I felt God's love. Um, well, how about you? When was the last time you felt God's love? Well, how are you and others? How... Uh, how are you in your important, your important relationships with your, your spouse or your friends or your parents? Um, 
Is there bitterness? Is there unforgiveness that, that lingers? Um, in, in, your fam- in your local family here, is there, is there things that linger that have, that have just kind of hung on on the surface, uh, under the surface? Um, um, what are the joys? Where have you connected? When, um, when was the last time, uh, uh, or do you, uh, do you know them better now than you did a week ago or two weeks ago or a month or a year ago? How, how are you and others? When was the last time you actually shared something real with somebody in this room? Um, that could have been a great blessing. That could have been uh, a huge struggle. It could have been anywhere in between. When was the last time you shared something real? And, and that's, that's I, I don't care which one of you are. I don't care if you're the teen or the elder, the office meaning, or the, lit, or the physical elder, or the minister. When was the last time you shared something real with somebody? When was the last time someone shared something real with you? How are you and others? Um... Well, how are you and you? How are you with you? What, what's going on in your life? Hmm? Um, oh, I guess I should probably answer the other question because it, it's good to go first. Um, I, I said I'm, I'm struggling. One of, the, one of the things I'm struggling with is I'm, my mom and I aren't doing so well. Um. She has some issues and um, makes them vocal, and it makes it hard. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's been going on since this summer. Um, or I could, I could go with, with um, some of my students, right? Um, those are important relationships to me. I, uh, ret- we had a fall retreat, Shane Wood, awesome guy. You should look him up. Um, and uh, great teaching. Um, I had a student lie to two new students about me. She's a compulsive liar. I'll share that in a minute. Um, and she lied to two other students, uh, saying that I was uh, uh, that I had told her that it was her fault she got molested. They all left the retreat. Um, one of those was not, one. One of those girls that left wasn't even a Christian. Um, relationships are hard. Or as my students might say, peopling is hard. Um, how are you and others? Um, so yeah, how are you, how are you and you? How, what, do you what do you think about yourself? What do you think, what, what do you, what's, what's on your mind? What's on your heart? What's, what's, the, what's the primo, what takes the primo spot even right now in your mind? Um, as you're <laughs> wrestling or not wrestling to pay attention um, to me. Um, are you hiding in some way? Are you, are you um, putting on a facade? This morning you get, you get dressed uh, and maybe more nicely than you would otherwise and, and you come and you, you, put out, you, you hitch on a smile um, and you go through the day here. Well, why? 
Well, I might say, you know, do you, do you feel alone? We live in a difficult world. I, I, I don't uh, deny that at all. I, I live it, right? And so do you. Um, well, if that wasn't depressing enough, <laughs> uh, I hope that that's potentially the end of that. Um, you're not alone. You're not alone. Um, life's hard. And, uh, but I want you to know, and, and, I, I, and you'll see more and more how, uh, oh, one thing that way God loved me, uh, I feel God loved this morning. Um, not only yesterday did, I was scared, but I felt loved, okay, when, when he, when, <laughs> uh, when Jordan asked me to preach, I was like, really? You, you sure about that? Uh, <laughs> Um, but I felt, I did feel loved. It was, it was an honor, but I felt loved this morning, uh, by God. Um, uh, the songs we sang, the thing, the, the, um, what Jordan spoke for the communion meditation, um, fits right exactly with what I, I think God was having me share this morning. And, um, considering he asked me yesterday and I put it together last night and this morning, there's no way that that could have happened otherwise, except God. Um, anywho, uh, well, God, you're not alone. You know how I know you're not alone? Because I know, uh, that my God, your God, is pursuing you relentlessly. Um, and I want to give a story from, from our, from my friend, Michaela, who's a liar. Um, uh, she, uh, has been involved on and off, uh, for a few years now, uh, two years ago, uh, she was pretty heavily involved, and last year she wasn't, and this year she started getting involved again, and I'll tell you why. Uh, last year, or two years ago, um, she had cancer. Got up in front at the winter retreat and said, and, and, and got, or got uh, one of the ministers who, unbeknownst to me, uh, told them that she had cancer and asked for, the, for us to pray, and so we prayed, and I was like, oh boy. Um, about four or five weeks later, she was pregnant. Um... And to cap it all off, at the end of the semester, at our, at our, at our kind of send-off meeting where we send, people, send students off um, and, and just celebrate them and send them off to their transfer, to their graduation, or whatever, um, she came in partway through and said her dad and her grandma had been in a serious accident, and her, grandma was, and her dad was dead, and her grandma was in critical condition. A couple hours later, she died too. Um, well, obviously, you know what I did. Well, I'm, you know, and, and so did everyone else. Like, I'm sorry, and, and like it changed the whole atmosphere of that night, right? Um, and I was like, well, tell me when the funeral is. Um, and she's like, well, we don't, we didn't know what just happened. Right? I mean, like, just let, I'm like, just tell me, I want to be there. And I know others that do want to be there too. Well, she didn't get back to me, and I, I, I messaged her a couple times, but I mean, like, grief that happens, and I wasn't necessarily have. But, and so I just looked it up. I knew, where she, I knew where her grandma was from. I knew what church she went to. So I happened to just look her up, uh, look up the church and look and see if it had anything. And it had a bulletin on it, right? And the bulletin in the prayer request said, hey, pray for so-and-so, which was her grandma's name, uh, <laughs> because this is going on. Uh, not, and not, not death, like something like, you know, she, had, she broke her ankle or something, it was something like that. Like she's not, um, I called the church left a message. They called back a little bit later. No, she's fine. Dad's fine. The only person I know that, that passed away was a couple years ago. Okay. 
uh, we confronted her, and she, um, that didn't go swimmingly, but for a compulsive liar, it went as fast as it could. Um, and so she wasn't involved last year. Okay, so I'm coming into the God pursuing us relentlessly, right? Um, this summer, guess who died? Her grandma. Um, now, I'm not saying that God caused that, but I am saying it is interesting that the, she has two grandmas, right? They're both, that were both living. Um, it's interesting that the grandma she chose was the grandma that died. To lie, the grandma that she chose to lie about was the grandma that she died. It was the grandma that died this summer. And I just made a comment um, when she was there at this retreat. Um, after all this, I didn't know this was uh, the, the whole lying thing happened again. Um, and she came up and she said, I've not been really doing well for a while. And I was like, well, you've not been, or for like since, she said like since August. I'm like, girl, you've not been doing well for a long time. <laughs> um, and, and I just made this simple comment is, do you think that it is a coincidence that your grandma passed, that, that that specific grandma passed away? And I, and she, and, and I, and I just, and I went and I just kind of said like, look, Michaela, your life, I, I don't deny that you had a lot of crap happen in your life. I don't deny that. I know that. That's, that, that there's no, no qualm. There's no issues with that. But God has been pursuing you through all of that. And it's possible, just possible, that God let use, is, is trying to use the death of your grandma to get your attention. Because he wants you. He, cho- he, he picked that grandma over the other grandma simply because he wants you. You see, the problem is we're all compulsive liars to God and to ourselves. And perhaps to others, too. Um, and, and God is doing whatever it takes. He, you know, we, we see that in Scripture. Um, we see that in the Old Testament. We see that in the New um, for goodness sake, he came down as a human. He's doing whatever it takes to pursue you. He loves you. He, he knew your mess before you were even born. and before, even he, he, before he even spoke creation into being, he knew your mess. And he still chose to make you, let alone send Jesus to save you. Um... Uh, time for me to go first again. The truth is, I don't see God's love often, not because he doesn't love me, but because I'm addicted to me. I'm addicted to myself. I'm addicted uh, to things. I I love sex. I love food. I love control. And I run to them instead of to God. I trust them and look to them to fulfill my need for love. But I already have already all I need. Um, God has not changed. From before the day he spoke creation to be, from the day you, you took your first breath out of the womb um, to, the, to your final one and, and, and unto eternity, God is not, will not change. But in my life over the last couple of years, I'm realizing more and more that he's trying to remove everything Everything else that keeps me from seeing it. 
He loves you. He knew, I said that already here in your mess, he came to be with us, like that's one of his names, is Emmanuel, God with us. He came to give his life for us so that he might, so that his life might be in us. He left so that he could live in us and be with us forever through the Holy Spirit. He allows hardship in our life um, because he's doing whatever it takes to rid us of everything that is destroying us. So that we can know him and, and know that he's with us. And, and so a question I want to ask us this morning is, and not another one, yeah, sorry. Well, I'm not sorry, but what would it look like if you actually believed that? What would it look like in your life? How would it change what, if you were confident that God knew you? And loved you. Actually desired your good. What, what would happen if that's where you lived? If you, if you felt, if you remembered that God loved you. Um, well, I'd like to suggest that's the same question I asked at the beginning. Just a little different way. What's it mean to be a good Christian? What would it look like if you believed God loved you? Same question. Well, because I seem to not be able to stop ever um, in in answering questions, I I have some beginnings of answers. Um, I think being a good Christian, I think uh, being confident of God's love, it looks comes out like this. It means that we come into the light of Christ. In, of, of Christ's love and grace more and more. We, we stop hiding a little bit each day. We, um, maybe that means there's things that you need to confess to somebody. Uh, maybe it's things you need to ask God for help to forgive because it still, still hurts. Um, maybe it just means you still, you just need to start writing down. You need, you know, or maybe it means you need to um, remember that question I asked? When was the last time you felt that God loved you? Um, that'd be something that you should write on those pieces of paper. And you should post that somewhere that you see at every moment of every day. Or at least as many as possible. Um, and hold on to that. Um, it, means, it means you don't have to be afraid. It's amazing how many times in the scripture when God shows up in some form, one of the first words he says is, don't be afraid. Um, I think it was Isaiah goes before God and says, uh, I'm a, you know, he sees the throne room of God, he says, like, I'm a man of, come, come le- of unclean lips, I'm a, pe- I'm a people of unclean lips, like, woe is me, I'm destroyed, right? Like, I'm wrecked because this is not, <laughs> like, I, I re- in, in, in the angel touches his lips and says, you're, uh, with a coal and says, your, your sin's been atoned for. And, and I just, We need to be in the presence of God. And I don't just mean reading your Bible. I mean remembering that God loves you by remembering the times that you've, you, you, where you hold on to the times where he, you felt that. Um, it's about letting, and, and here's the scary, maybe, maybe the scariest part, I don't know. It is scary for me. You let it all hang out there for everyone to see. Um. 
Now, no, just so you know, the thing I'm saying right now are not as much prescriptive as they are descriptive. Meaning, I'm not saying you need to specifically intend, like in order to be a good Christian, you need to do this and this and this and this. I'm saying you need to focus on that God loves you. And if he loves you, and if you believe that, then there's no need to hide. Um, uh, Second Corinthians uh, chapter 4. Um, interesting, one of the last songs we talked about. Um, you'll see why in a minute here. Um, it says, we have this treasure... In jars of clay. To show this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. We have this treasure in jars of clay. I have a, a jar of clay right here. Um, uh, could you kill the lights, Tracy? We are hard-pressed on every side but not crushed. We are perplexed, but not abandoned. Herbert, but not in despair. We are persecuted, but not abandoned. Struck down, but not destroyed. We carry around, we always carry around in our body, the death of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus may also be revealed. What do you think we see more of now? That the cracks show. That the difficulties of life came through. And that we face them rather than hide them. You can turn the lights back on. Being a good Christian means to live in God's love. And it results in a life that's free from everything that could entangle us. A life of daily death to self. As we receive daily God's love in new ways and they overflow out of our lives into the lives of others. And this love of others is contagious. Not because we make it, because it is. It makes everywhere you are a place where God is. When we live in his love, it makes everywhere you are a place where healing is. Where life is. People want that and need it. I want that and need it. Um, I experience God's love from him and most of the time through you. 
but you can't give what you don't have. Um, it's interesting that we, we use the, I use the term, and we use the term Christian, um, and I'm pretty much done. My last thought is simply this. Um, they were first called Christians in Antioch. Pretty innocuous verse, right? Except for, if you recognize, um, it wasn't the people trying to follow Jesus, living in Jesus' love, that, that's, that called themselves that. Um, it was a recognition by everyone around them that they had something that they didn't. They believed that God loved them.